The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. All right, uh, Travis, you ready? Yeah. Tom, you, oh, that's right. You literally just told us you got up to take a whiz. So let's see you when you get here. We're, we're three guys who like to talk pinball. So we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis Tom who talk pinball. And we call ourselves Triple Drink, Triple Drink, Triple Drink. We're Triple All right. What a great intro song. Um, yeah. So Perfect. episode 11, episode 11. Um, happy to, uh, oh, hi there, Tom. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Did, did you, you your... start the show? We sure did. <laughs> I kind of figured. <laughs> did you wash your hands? Of course. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> uh, episode 11, episode 11. Um, yeah, we decided, hey, let's try to squeeze in at least an, another episode before the end of the year. The reality is we're kind of waiting on this next reveal. There's a good chance there's going to be another game revealed before the end of the year. We'll try our best to get an episode or reaction to that review reveal um, done. But we're like, well, there's not a ton of news right now, but there has been a ton of news over the last year. So we're like, let's go ahead and spend this episode kind of reviewing 2021 um, and boy, do we have a list. We have quite a long list um, to go through. So, um, Tom, I got to ask you right when you have a mouthful of water, <laughs> where do you want to start, Tom? What do you want to start with first? Uh, let's start with the IFPA comes back. This is uh, Tom Graff went right to the top of the list and chose item number <laughs> one. So uh, IFPA comes back. I am not the tournament player. You guys probably, this is probably, you guys were itching. You guys were ready. So um, tell me what that means to you. It means awesomeness, Joel. Mm. It means tons of Whoppers. The Whoppers are That's back. what it means. The Whoppers are back. Now, it was, so it was really weird because... The IFPA, it stopped sanctioning tournaments back in March of 2020. And it was very sudden because it was right after Nationals and Pin Masters and right before TPF. So March for a lot of people that like to travel for tournament pinball, it's a very busy time because Nationals, of course, is all the state champions or at least state reps that got to second place at least. And then, of course, you have Pin Masters, which becomes a huge event just because you have so many great players showing up from across the country. So it was just kind of one of those weird things that, you know, we were all there playing and it was, you know, everybody was aware that COVID was a thing that was starting up, but it kind of wasn't really real for anybody that was there. You know, nobody was really mentioning it or anything like that. A few people were, you know, not wanting to shake hands or wanting to do elbows and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it's just, as soon as it was over with, it was like, okay, wait, no more pinball. We're shutting it down because people are wondering, or is TPF going to happen? And lo and behold, it ended up being what about a 15 month, I think stoppage and play completely. Maybe, I don't know. I might got my months confused, but that, March, that 2020, right. yeah, March, 2020 until August, 2021. So it was a, uh, a long stoppage of sanctioned play, but there were still tournaments and leagues that went on. It just, they weren't for any points though. It's just pure fun nothing more but at the same time you kind of it, it stunk because you lose you lose that ability to 
be in front of somebody face to face with somebody that you don't get to see every day because you're traveling around. You get to see the same people at different places around the country. And so you miss out on some of those friendships. And yeah, just like we get to do, you know, with this podcast, with the videos and the mics, we get to talk, we get to hang out. But it's not the same as being face to face and getting to sit down for dinner or, you know, like Tom and I have been able to do go for breakfast and stuff like that. Can't say the same for Joel because Joel doesn't go to anything I go to, but that's hmm. okay, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tom and I have, hung out. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Have I you know, two saw... even met in person? <laughs> no, not no, yet. Not no. yet. <laughs> no, probably never will. Just <laughs> internet. Yeah. Yeah. We're the same person. People don't realize it. It's just uh, <laughs> I shave and then I'm Travis and then I wait a few, you know, a week and then I'm me again. It's great. I guarantee you now there's a bunch of people listening that's like, what? it's just been a long distance relationship this entire time yeah we met on match.com it was nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah no um i i've learned a lot doing this podcast with you guys and i'm not i'm not a tournament player i know i say that all the time and but i didn't realize until talking to you guys about tournaments and even seeing the tournament at expo and then watching more of these tournaments you know tom you've done an excellent job streaming these on fox city's pinball um it's I didn't realize like it really is the same group or very, they're very familiar faces. So even though they all are all, all across the country, that doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter where it's at. A lot of you guys, I mean, you guys are obsessed with these whoppers and are happy to get on a plane and go get them wherever you have to get them. And, uh, that's really neat. I mean, I get, I, I totally get it after, after going to a show, going to expo and being able to like finally meet some of my pinball friends in person, Tom being one of them, Travis, no, but it was, it was really good. It was, it was, uh, I, I get it. I understand if I had that type of opportunity to uh, to travel around, I would. And I understand you got people like Jeff Teolis, who's literally flying internationally in and out of America over to Germany. I mean, all just to see these um, and playing these tournaments and see these people. Um, it's awesome. So I'm, I'm happy for you guys. I'm glad it's back. And uh, both of you guys are doing your job and, uh, and gobbling up those whoppers. So well done. Trying to. to. I'm yeah. trying to get to Germany in 2023. I don't know about Tom. You'll get there. Well, Tom posted a screenshot. You and Neil are like, what, like 59 and 60 right now or something? You're like right no, next to it was, to, uh, they're it higher. Was, yeah, oh. it was like 38 and 39. Shoot, And then yeah. Neil shot past me when the Expo results got uploaded. That's awesome. That's and, really cool. And then he killed me at the, uh, the double <laughs> launch party for Godzilla, so. Yeah. Yeah, my, my well, tournament life's over, Joel. It's, it's all, yeah, it's, yeah, it's all well, over. Your offspring has surpassed you, and uh, yeah, never, you did your it's part. Never coming back. Tom <laughs> is shortchanging himself. He does just fine too. He, yeah. He's still ranked in the top fifty. Also, well, well done, well done. When he picks Cosmos. So <laughs> we decided we've got a long list. So we we're like, well, should we like set a timer and do five minutes for each, you know, each topic just so we don't get too in the weeds on one thing or the other. So I think at any moment, anybody can interrupt anybody else and say, wrap it up. So uh, can't wait for, <laughs> for top to do that. But um, <laughs> I think just to get it all out of the way, let's go ahead and transition because um, we got I mean, we really it's a random list here, but let's just let's just roll through releases. Let's get let's get through releases first. And we'll just start with Stern, just knock Stern out of the way. Technically, technically, Led Zeppelin was released last year, but Led Zeppelin really didn't hit, you know, it didn't really show up or people really didn't have an opportunity to play them until 
really the beginning of this year, right? I mean, it's I, so... Yeah, I agree with that. And then Twippy-wise and award season-wise, I think Led Zeppelin technically counts for this year. So Right, it always counts as a cycle for the following yeah. year. Yep. So real quick, just real quick thoughts on Led Zeppelin, the reveal... Yeah, anything, Tom? You take it. You take it first because I know you. You got the LE, and um, you're a big Led Zeppelin fan. Yeah, I think uh, as far as the release of Led Zeppelin, um, it's Led Zeppelin. I mean, it's a huge theme uh, band that is freaking awesome. Uh, but as far as the the play field, I think, or uh, the the game itself, there was a lot of criticism as far as the artwork and uh the playfield design uh but uh you know i i thoroughly enjoy mine um it's it's a hard shooting game uh unless you really get the shots down i've i've noticed that watching people play it at expo um at a recent tournament tournament i was at locally uh people don't seem to like it because they can't make the shots uh, and it gets frustrating, but uh, you know I think the code is is great on the game. I I love what uh, Tim Sexton and Raymond Davidson did with it, and I enjoy mine a lot. I don't mine's not going anywhere. Yeah, for sure. And I know um, Travis. Like what's what's interesting is is so Guns and Roses came out end of last year, middle to end of last year is what it seems like. But it was October, October, yeah. yeah. So it, yep. it came out. Technically, it counts for last year. And then right. Led Zeppelin came. So Led Zeppelin and Guns N' Roses. I mean, they've been like compared. Everything is compared between the two. And um, I do know when Led Zeppelin came out, the initial reveal was people were like, okay, but I mean, they're comparing it to Guns N' Roses, but just visually. That's what they were comparing. But but Travis, you were one of the first people with YouTube to basically say like. I prefer Led Zeppelin over Guns N' Roses and that blew people's minds. So are you, do you still think that way or? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, kind of what you're referring to too is one of the first times I got to play Guns N' Roses for an extended period of time. I released a podcast that was kind of had a little bit of controversy to it because it riled up some people that were just expecting me just to bow down. And yeah, the, you know, not to go off on a tangent. Yeah. GNR, it has some great spots to it with the lights and stuff like that. But you know, I'm more of a code guy. You know, I want to know what the code is going to be. I feel like it's figuring out a puzzle or chess pieces. I love trying to align just the perfect storm of a shot with, you know, whether it's a multiplier, or whether it's a jackpot, something like that. That's the way I like to play pinball. And I know there's a lot of people out there that don't, but it's my preference. The same way it's anybody else's preference to play how they want to play. So that being said, when Led Zeppelin was announced and I saw the game for the first time. I honestly, I wasn't really too enthused about the layout itself. I thought the upper flipper for the pro was severely lacking. I didn't like that. It came to a dead end shot. And I know that a lot of people would say, well, iron maiden had the same type of shot, but I would argue that that shot's a little bit different just because you're using a mini flipper. It's at a different angle. It's a little bit closer. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily mind that type of shot, but I will say I believe it's the train shot on Adam's family. That's similar to where it's like a dead end shot. Yeah. Is that the one I'm, uh, am I thinking right, Tom? So yep. I know that shot. I absolutely hate also. <laughs> like I absolutely hate that shot. And so when I saw this, I got serious vibes of that. And whenever I was playing it, honestly, 
I can just to make a long story short, I can honestly say I had this game at the house and I have it out on location right now. And I probably won't let it go anytime soon. I got the expression lights on it. I got the insider connect on it. And yeah, it's not the greatest player in the world. It's not the world's best design with Steve Ritchie. I mean, he got a lot of flack for it. And I don't know, maybe rightfully so, because he's put out some great games in the past, some great design games in the past. And I don't know exactly what happened when this came out. But what I do know is, is that I feel like Tim Sexton and Raymond both saved that game when it comes to code. Because it's a well-coded game. It makes sense. It's fun hitting the shots just based off what the shots are telling you. Because there's going to be a natural progression throughout the game, which is nice. So even like Tom was saying, if you're breaking shots, the code kind of makes up for it. Because it's like, yeah, you're playing like Ray Charles, but guess what? We're going to still get to the next part of the song, which is nice. (laughs) You know what I mean? So something like that's nice. And then at the same time, they actually made it. I was just telling Ray this just the other day that. They made that end shot for the pro, just that target. They made it interesting just because they tied it into different, like mini super modes and stuff like that, which made, made sense Mm -hmm. in that form. So I liked what they did with that. And I mean, it, it can be like, if I'm playing it, I love jamming on it when you can find the shots and you can start flowing. Oh yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So I was pleasantly surprised with, where that code took the game. And it makes me excited to see where, what Tim Sexton's going to do as the main coder to some of these games moving forward in the future. And it makes me excited to see what Raymond gets to do once he gets the reins of a game on his own. And I'm sure that's coming up here pretty soon either way, but yeah, that's kind of what I feel about Led Zeppelin right now. hundred percent. And I definitely know it was from a timing standpoint, unfortunately it was like, you know, COVID was obviously still going on and, or it, I, I just don't feel like a ton of people had a chance to play it like they can now and and it's definitely a game you want to play at home with the with the music cranked up and something you can focus perfect example is uh the buffalo pinball guys because kevin and nick did their initial impressions on it they played it at a pizza shop and uh and yeah they didn't care about it at all they like tore it apart they're like this game sucks and then Nick had a chance that like everybody wrote yeah. in was like, you need to give this a shot. And now Nick owns it. Nick, Nick bought it. It's a premium. And he said on his last podcast that he thinks it's probably his favorite Stern. And, and it truly, I think you're right. The play field is fine. It's not, there's no real toys that get you excited. The expression light kits are, is awesome, but it is a, like the code saves that game. Yeah. Rocking out and jamming out to that game is a lot of fun. I borrowed one from Zach and Nicole Minning at flipping out. And um, initially I was like, I'll give it a shot. Like I was not excited about it at all, but I had a lot of fun on that game. So, it's, well, it's like a modern day solid state. That's yeah. what it feels like to me whenever I'm playing it with the way that the shots are and the mm-hmm. fact that, yeah, it's not a looker. I mean, let's face facts. If you're comparing it to GNR, GNR is going to win that battle yeah. hands down every single time when it comes to stuff like that. But when it comes to just actually playing it, when you can separate that and you can view it through that lens and you're like, okay, I'm just going to play this. I'm going to see what these shots do. I'm going to see what this song beat does. And then it gets fun trying to hit combos, trying to build up your multiplier. It gets fun trying to decide what type of tour that you would like to go on to. So yeah, stuff like that. It's, it's uh, thank you. Thank you. It only took me a year to get that down. But yes, so yeah, it's Led a good Zeppelin, game. Yeah. I would say, you know what? I thought it was a below average game when I first got it. And I would say, I think the code pulls it to an above average game for a lot of people, sure. including myself. So 
I think if you do the straight down the middle, like, I don't know, if we actually went through and rated it based on art and all these things, maybe it would end up at, at the straight down the middle B plus or whatever. But the code, really, the code makes that a lot of fun. The code is a lot star. Of fun. Yeah. I will tell yeah. you, I the, the thing that I probably enjoyed more than anything, though, was... I freaking love that upper flipper shot. I don't know why that was my shot. I could hit it and nothing brought me more joy than having Travis watch me stream or even Raymond. Raymond would watch me stream and be on the mic and he would get annoyed at how often I was hitting that upper flipper shot. It's crazy, and, uh, Tom. It's like Joel is channeling it. his inner Eric Stone. He <laughs> just all of a sudden it. is just willing the ball to go yeah. exactly where he wants it to go. That was great. Absolutely. All right. So that was release number one, <laughs> technically the end of last year. So after that was a man. Mando. Mando um, came out. Um, I would say that the initial reveal of Mando was really good. People were mm-hmm. like, holy cow, this looks really fun. Look at that upper play field. Look at the artwork. Look, they got video assets. Like, they have everything in this game. The, this is, I don't, there wasn't anything from your, the, the initial Stern videos that were screaming negative except for i know i know like travis over here is freeze framing things and laying out shots and he's like i don't know about that shot no look there's posts next to the scoop i don't know um <laughs> hey, but he, was, he did, was very scared of the scoop i yes. did say too that that u-turn shot is going to give people some fits because that feed is yeah. all over the place yeah, yeah. but and what I would happened say tom the gave people fits there but you, go, you, you got to admit the the initial reveal was all positive. I mean, it sold out like Mando's a huge theme. Yeah. The game sold out crazy. I yeah. mean, I think what was it like, Tom? You were even in a position where it's like, crap. Should I even open my LE because <laughs> they were selling for thousands over asking? Joel, yeah. I have this confirmed that as of last week, a Mando LE, a used one, went for sixteen. Wow. What? There's, yes. There's Star Wars fans out there. Like, here's the thing about pinball and not to go off too far in the weeds because I was the one that said, hey, let's not go too far off in the yep. weeds. But there's always <laughs> somebody showing up in pinball that's brand new. And guess what? Every theme they see, no matter how long it's been out, that is a brand new theme to them. And it's going to be as valuable as they say that we want it here in our house, in our game room. And that's, I mean, that's just how it is. But yeah, the touch base, though, that. The initial reveal to it, I actually really enjoyed it. And I actually, I got a bunch of shit for this, but I actually teared up at the end of it just because I heard the music mm-hmm. and I watched Star Wars so much with my dad as a kid that it just brought back all those memories. And of course, you know, my dad, he passed away a little over a decade ago. So it just reminded me of something that I'm like, this is something that touches a place in me that I can remember my childhood And that's kind of, I think, where a lot of people our age come from. When we see these themes, it is nostalgia based. It is something that we're like, hey, this is what we remember when we had no cares in the world. You know, when we didn't have the pressure and the stress of trying to produce a podcast or TPN (laughs) and everybody, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's very stressful. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. But no, it's so, I mean, I loved what they did with it. I, I love the theme. I mean, there there is some things that it turns out, obviously, it's lacking, but I would probably venture to put it a notch below Led Zeppelin because of all everything with it. I mean, it's a very up the middle game right now, but I know Dwight's trying to figure that out. I mean, because he's coming out with different codes and I mean, I think eventually it could get there, but I don't know when it'll get there, though. Yeah. Do you do you think the game got less enjoyable when the hurry up in the center got added? 
Uh, yeah, I think it made it to where it very much became an even more centric, like hit it up the middle game. Right. You know, but what I would argue, and I talked to somebody about this exact same thing the other day, Tom, what I would say about it, I think if you're a casual, I, well, let me back up. I don't think Mandalorian is meant for players that are just fully ingrained in pinball. That's just like eat, breathe. I need one pin in my, you know, in my collection. I'm going to play this nonstop. I'm going to figure out all the ins and outs. I think what Godzilla. Mando, re- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think what Mando really appeals to, I think it really appeals to the casual and it gives you something visual to hit right up the middle, which is what Brian Eddy does. He's famous for, for a lot of his games. Yep. It gives you a point of reference. Now, yes, it's not necessarily a bash toy in this sense. It's just, it looks right. like a ship with, I don't even know, a razor crest target. I, mm-hmm. I missed where that dangles in the, in the show, but it's there yeah. right now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think if you're a casual and Joel can probably touch base on this with his friends and family when you, Oh, I thought you were w- saying I was the casual. No, no, no. <laughs> well, you, fig- you figured it out yeah. a little bit too, because here's the thing. When you first play it, it is fun. It's mm-hmm. cause it's star Wars. It's you hear the music, you see the clips, you see the artwork. And when you're not worried about necessarily the rule set, you don't have to worry about going up the middle all day long. You might play the missions and that'll cause you to span more shots. It's just, if you're competitive or you're going for score, you realize pretty quick that the game has an imbalance that's geared towards just going up the middle the whole time. And of course, once that game got put into expo, it got exposed for that. And that's what a lot of people started doing. But the good news is, is that gives real world feedback and something that we were talking about that maybe Led Zeppelin didn't have, maybe GNR didn't have, maybe any games that came out during the pandemic didn't have at the beginning of it. So something like that, it's at least a plus in my sure. eyes. That I think that'll give enough real world feedback that maybe there'll be some changes up ahead that can make it to where it's more balanced out and gives you a reason to start going for other shots. And I know that was the intention with the new code that just released recently for a competitive standpoint where you have to use Hunter to relight the middle. So, yeah, makes sense. And I know as a review, you know, wrapping up the year, like Tom, you still own your LE, you still have Mando. So, you know, why, why do you still have it? Or what's your thought over the last, I don't know, it hasn't been a full year, but over the last, I don't know, eight months that you, that you've had it, you know, has your views changed or or varied or? I I haven't played the new 1.0 code, so I I can't really comment on that. Um, I actually just uploaded it before we we got live. So, um, I, I've just been busy. Mm-hmm. Life's been busy lately. So, um, and Godzilla came out, so I've been playing a lot of that. So that, that's sure. been a huge thing too. Um, but, uh, no, I plan to give it its paces, but I, I enjoy the game. I just like Travis was alluding to, I just hope that there's a little more balance um, but I, mine's not going anywhere. So that's, if, if that's what you were alluding to. No, I, I just think, I mean, it's, uh, as time goes on, you know, here we are at the end of the review you, or the end of the year, you know, what, what, what are your overall thoughts? But I, I do know, uh, I, I got to give it to Dwight. Well, all coders, I mean, trying to find that balance to you guys are, yeah. you know, well, maybe not Travis, but, uh, Tom, you're a top 50 player. So it's, how do you, how do you provide code? For somebody like you and your son, Joel, <laughs> he's a top fifty player now. Oh, he is. 
Eat it, Joel. What number? <laughs> Thank what, you. What number? Right. What number are you? Forty-five. Okay, so you're not a top forty player like Tom and his <laughs> and his son Neil, but, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, trying to write code for that for you guys and then for my friends and family, yeah, I I, I absolutely think they've killed it with with a. It's funny you're talking about Mando being nostalgic, like bringing nostalgia to it because it's a modern theme, but because Star Wars is is so impactful uh and it's yeah it's it's awesome i mean they're they're crushing it you know they sold a ton of them i know there's a guy that was watching my mando streams months ago out in australia and i think he like just got his um so there are people these this is this is their most modern theme or most modern pin um but um overall i mean it's a fun time i i did enjoy it when i had it um but i did I don't know of all the games that I've borrowed over the last year. That's it's not one that I miss nearly as much as some of the other ones. So um, fun game. I think when we look twippy wise, I, I think it would, you could potentially argue, you know, best art or even potentially best theme just because of how well it's, it's loved, but um, it is a fun game. And I think it's fun for a lot of different people. And I bet if, if, if they can tweak the code a little more to really make the tournament players happy, um, it could, it could really have some staying power. Well, I think, too, before we wrap this up with a nice little bow, I think it is important to point out that, you know, code wise, you're going to appeal to you're trying to appeal to the most amount of people. You're not going to make everybody happy. But the most important thing to point out about this, too, is, you know, there's a lot of options in this game. I think it's I don't know if they call it impossible plates still, but they have that in there to where. You kind of—it's kind of like GNR to yeah. where you can't stay trapped up for too long, yeah. and it, everything's on hard. So that's actually a pretty good trainer. If you're looking at—if you own a Mando right now and you haven't played that yet, I would highly encourage you to do it because it will make you better. Like just mm-hmm. do it for two weeks straight, you'll be amazed at how much you'll improve across the board. So that's nice. You know, the one versus two or one versus three or hero or monster play, whatever they call it, um, the team up stuff to where yeah. you can play co-op. I mean, so there's a lot of cool options that are still in it. They give you different looks on how to play it. So, I mean, it's, I honestly believe that the, the people that want the code to be a little bit something more, which I am in that group, I still think that we're probably very much in the minority. Sure. For yeah. that. I think anybody getting their Mando, they're probably just jamming out and they're just, they're enjoying it. I mean, that's why it's selling as much as it is. And that's why LEs are still going for the prices that they're going for. Yeah, absolutely. So good game. Um, after Mando, was Godzilla, right? Yeah. yeah Godzilla Trav- came Travis, out. do your best Godzilla roar. Okay, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> so Godzilla came out and um, Godzilla changed a lot of things. Um, and we'll get more into this, but one, the price went way up. Uh, Insider Connect was included, but also, I mean, we really gushed about it last episode, but Keith, I mean, the, the initial impression of Godzilla when they released the videos, when they, I mean, everybody, everybody was just like, holy cow, look at what this is. Um, and then people started being able to play them and the reaction was, holy cow, look at, (laughs) look at this game. And then, uh, and then. Tom got his LE and I think he cried himself to sleep like a week straight just out of joy. I mean, it's just, uh, 
I know. I felt bad for Tom's wife. He like <laughs> kicked her out of the room. He put the LE in the room. And, I need yeah. a moment. Yeah. No, it's, um, I don't know. I, there's nothing really. I think we could probably keep Godzilla talk relatively short because we talked a ton about it last episode. But um, it has, in my opinion, has really set the bar for for uh, how great these games can be. Um, it's It's really good. I don't see any way possible with uh, the Twippies coming up pretty soon. I mm-hmm. I just, I think Godzilla is a type of release that just pretty much has skunked everything. And it's almost like it's, that in itself is almost going to make the Twippies an afterthought because I don't see how any game is going to beat this on any well, level or even come year, close. Yeah, game of the year, I would assume code. Uh, theme is debatable depending on theme. Um, I agree. I mean, it's great, but I mean, it, it, I, it's theme becomes a. I think there's a lot of people that just argue like the theme. You know, which one they like better? Do you like so, Halloween so more or about, Godzilla more? Yeah. So think about this. The one thing that we're saying that it has a chance to lose on is theme. Yeah, shots think, and layout. It'll absolutely win. Well, um, even the artwork, even because we were even talking about like maybe Franchi art or something like that would have looked more appropriate for Godzilla. But even then I think with zombie Yeti, he's still it's, like, he's the king. Yeah. Of, uh, the art, art is so, great, but yeah, it's going to be hard for him to be dethroned. But Halloween art is really good. There's people that there's really Joel. like that. There's no way it's going to no, lose I, to Halloween art. But there's a chance that like with Metallica winning game of the year, you know, if somebody posts on a Halloween forum, like, Hey, hop on here and vote for Halloween. There's a chance Halloween could win. You know, you think that there's enough Halloween fans out there that they're going to raid the Twippy? I, I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't know, but I, I'm just thinking of actual art packages. Like Mando art package is very good. I it think is. the Halloween that was like Ultraman the only art, complaint art of Godzilla, which I didn't really art, understand, yeah. was the art. Yeah, I don't have any like it was too it. cartoony, or it was there was too much too green, used. <laughs> too much green in Godzilla. Yeah. Or green. Oh, yeah. the colors. Oh, is this uh, where yeah. we? Is this where we use the phrase? What's the phrase that the colors pop? They oh, don't the, pop yeah. a lot. The colors the, just they're just popping. Too I much saturation. The art, I think or, the no, artwork think is great. great. Actually, yeah. on both of the games, Halloween and... Man, my Godzilla. junior high art teacher would be so proud of me that I'm able to just look <laughs> at artwork now. Joel, why are you shaking your head? Is that... You're going to end on that? You, that you can look at artwork now? That's well, what I you're I can proud look of? at artwork and I can be like, uh, damn. <laughs> that oh, <pops>. okay. <laughs> that pops. <laughs> good. Good, 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 good. Like, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to yeah. art. So... B+. Plus. Be pl- wow, yeah. If uh, if anybody has you know a drawing or a painting that they're proud of and they want a, a, an honest review of it, please email it to triple drain at gmail.com and Travis will put in his fine um criticism. He'll the let popping uh, art, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just seriously, be, it'll just so, say it pops, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> what could what could Godzilla possibly lose at though? With I a fan we're, vote, what we, could it possibly lose? We that? should absolutely, when the Twippies are reveal, we can go through and say our whole thing. But I, all I can think of is the biggest, and you know it when the when the game had been out for a month or two. Literally, the only negative feedback was art, and it was like yeah. half of the people saying, uh, and I just think people were trying to find something to nitpick. But yeah. you're right; it'll sweep almost everything else, probably everything else. I mean, it's. Like the call outs though, <laughs> hit the whamp. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's nothing to to write home about, but um I, it really is it's an amazing game all around. If 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 straight down the middle gives that a B plus, I'm unsubscribing. 
because they, <laughs> it's not a B plus and they need to change the rating system <laughs> at that point. They yeah. give it a gold tier B plus. Yeah. yeah. B+. What they do. No. All right. So that's that's pretty much Stern. I would assume there will be another Stern game out. No, but, there's but one more Stern. Oh, you're, you're right. It. You're right. We have this, the JP home, the Jurassic Park home pin, yep. uh, Jack Danger's home pin, technically, and the Elvira 40th edition. Uh, came out as well. Um, the home pin, I think we talked a little bit about that. I had a chance to play one at Expo. Um, Travis, have you played one yet? Was I have there not. One? I've watched video on it, though. I mean, it yeah. looks like a, it shoots a fast well. shooter. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is. It shoots well. It's a fun game. My only my only criticism is it's more just a pin criticism. You know, when you when yeah. the game feel it's smaller, the lockdown bar isn't all metal. Like it just it feels like a cheaper machine. Then again, if you're at a you know family leisure store and that's the only pinball machines they have, and a casual person doesn't know, I mean they they may think it's a incre- I don't know. I think it's a fun game. I enjoyed I think my time. I think on it's it. good for a home pin. Yeah, okay. it's probably the best one. Uh, I, I haven't played the Star Wars, the pin, or whatever, Supreme. I didn't play that, or there was a Spider-Man. I haven't played those, but I would assume the Jurassic Park one is the most fun based on what I'm seeing and code-wise and everything. But I don't, I don't have a ton to say about it other than the art looks good. Uh, it is fun to shoot, and I'm assuming the people that have them like them because I haven't heard any anything else. And then uh, Elvira 40th Edition... Um, Way over Saw one at Expos looks great, but it is crazy expensive. Yeah, and Elvira. that's that. <laughs> yep, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all we got. So, it's yeah. it's pricey and yeah. it's Elvira. Yeah, you, so that's I mean, it. Th- there was some new stuff to it though, right? Didn't they? What they change on it? Uh, it's like a different. Something. It's a different powder coated color. Yeah, uh, they side the, the armor, the powder coating, yeah. the side art. They put a like a special shooter rod on it. That's like a. It's like a dagger. Yeah, it's like a little dagger. Yeah. Did Elvira give anything away? Because uh, didn't one of them come with a couch or something no like couch. that? Or no couch. No couch. I think it Some comes with furniture. a signed book from signed her or book. something like yep. that. Yeah. Okay, a signed book. I don't know. If you, that's cool. you sound excited about that, <laughs> that, that's your jam. Uh, a mirrored, mirrored black glass that says 40th edition on it. A no. mirrored black glass or back, back glass? Back glass. Back. <laughs> back. Travis, of, of all people that should be criticizing <laughs> anybody else for how they say words. <laughs> Probably not. Hey, but, words, words are hard. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you think if the 40th edition was like at the regular LE price that that would have sold insanely well. I mean, I, uh, the reality is Elvira is selling well, regardless, yeah, you can't right? Get I a mean, premium, yeah, which, you which we should, them. we should talk about that, you know, this year being the year that you can't get games. Clearly. Well, Tom, you've talked before, you've said that you have been interested in Elvira. If if you knew right now you could call up Zach and you could get just a normal premium in yeah, four I'd months. Buy one. Yeah. But you can't. There's you can. no no. Yeah. Well, you can get the fortieth. Just shell out twenty five, thirty thousand dollars, Tom. Yeah. You get that book. That's you can get too that signed rich for book. my yeah. blood. <laughs> yeah. And that's coming from the elitist over here. Yeah. The so. Elitist. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy to me that there's like at least one or two more tiers of insane pinball spenders in this hobby above Tom, which is great. It's it's awesome. Oh yeah, um, there's a lot of yeah. people with fu money floating around <laughs> out there in pinball. Yeah. yeah, 
All right, so that is it for Spooky. Um, spooky for Stern. Stern. Wow, for, for Stern. Stern. We're moving on. We'll just go ahead and hit Spooky. I'm dealing with wow. amateurs today. So Spooky, <laughs> at the beginning of the year, they wrapped up Rick and Morty. They've moved facilities. Or they didn't move facilities. I think they just added on their facilities. They've grown yes. a ton, and they announced um, they announced Halloween and Ultraman, both of which sold out within hours um non non refundable deposits um people were really yeah i don't the initial review i think people were very excited about it they had not shown an ounce of gameplay not an ounce you didn't uh, it was Smart. it sold out based on i think there were some pictures of the play field and that was about it but there were plenty of people that being Travis being one of them that put the play field pictures out and started laying out shots and had a lot of questions about how is this thing going to work? How is this thing going to shoot? Then they did the reveal. I remember Jack did the reveal of both Ultraman and Halloween at the same time. It was on a Saturday. And once that stream came out, that's when everything changed. Yeah, Um, that was a big mistake. And we were even talking about that in one of the streams. Or it might even been on this podcast that we were like, this is going to make or break. And there's really no need to do this because they already sold out the allotment. They already got the money. It's like all you're going to do then is just show all the flaws. Sure. And I, I didn't think it was the smartest thing to do, but they did it. And then what happened right afterwards? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. we've we've <laughs> talked a lot about Halloween. I know, Travis, you've done it a lot on your podcast. We had Carl D'Angelo on here who streamed Halloween, has since sold his Halloween. So just, Tom, I know this is your favorite thing to talk about. Go ahead and wrap up the spooky reveal for us with Halloween and Ultraman. I, I have no comment on <laughs> Halloween or Ultraman. I'm sick of talking about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, we're, I will just say the same thing we always say, which I hope, you know, the code is they have we have um, Spooky has recently hired two new. I think they're coders. So I think both of the guys that they've hired are specifically for programming and code. So we will see. We will there see. Was, uh, uh, there was one programmer hired and one it seemed like quality control person. Oh, OK. So maybe it was only one, but hey, there. And then I know, I thought I saw this on Facebook and on one of the forums that Bowen isn't doing rules for them. Correct. Correct. So done. So this is just all like everybody spooky, everybody in house. Yep. So I mean, well, here's the good news: they still sold out the allotments. Mm -hmm. So regardless of the criticism that the game gets before, the silver lining is is that they can learn now. They can see what worked, what didn't work and apply it to the next project that's coming out or apply it to the current project until you see it to its finality to the final code and everything with that. But I do think if anything, this does kind of give kind of like a case study that what spooky does really well is building up brand loyalty. I think that they do that excellent. And when they have a lot of people waiting and hitting F five and wanting to buy this game and put down a deposit on day one, that's a win. Regardless yeah. of what happens afterwards, that's still a win. So I still think that they have a chance to right the ship, to make the adjustments that they need to make. And I believe that we will see that next year. I, I'm willing to bet anything that they're working on that currently right now. Yeah. And I think Spooky has proved that if you can be a reliable company, as in you will produce a game, and you have a killer license, that's all you really need to sell out in pinball right now. Yep. Um, Well, just like you pointed out, the great thing about Spooky 
they're going to announce a game and it's going to show up and it's going to it's going to be in people's houses people can feel comfortable knowing that if they put down a deposit they're going to get a final game and Correct. so that says a lot about a company and says a lot about their culture the, unlike the next company they are no. <laughs> not deep root pinball. Yeah, exactly. we're going. So I don't think we'll just let Tom. You go ahead, Travis. We don't need to say anything here. Tom can okay. handle this all on his own. Tom, deep root pinball. Two words sums up deep root pinball: deep shit. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. Hey, we'll just leave it at that. Is, yeah, yeah. Bowden is free now, so Bowden is free. Which is a good Everybody transition. Everybody that yeah. worked there is free. Thank yeah. God. Well, no, yeah. there's somebody that may be behind bars. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, owner yeah. and CEO. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's yeah. This is a little qualifiers we got to give there. Yeah. He is Fubar. So yeah, I there's plenty. If, if anybody is anybody's un, if anybody's unfamiliar, there's just they can figure it out on their own. But Deep Root has has been talked about way more than it should have this year, and uh, and yeah, good riddance. So um, and, speaking, and Travis is the only person on this podcast who's actually played a Raza. Uh, so true. what yeah, what did. are your comments of are are you? Are you disappointed that this game isn't going to be released, Travis? I'm disappointed that Bowden didn't get to get his vision of something out there. Yeah. And I'm disappointed for the people that decide to take a chance on it. Mm-hmm. Of course. And, and tried to get the game. I mean, it, it's it's whatever. I'm not a fan of doing something like they did, but and obviously they got burnt, but at least they tried. Yeah, sure. But so, that being said, I'm glad nobody has to go through the whole half ramp thing and all that. Like I had to go through. So, yeah. yeah. I would say the most, the only positive thing I could say about Deep Root is Fliptronic had an opportunity. Jordan Beck had an opportunity to stream it. Yep. <laughs> and that stream, it was great for them. They did a great job with last minute arrangements. And uh, that, I don't know, that stream, I was happy for them in that stream. But um, Steve Bowden, Steve Bowden was at Deep Root. He has now changed companies. And we we're going to talk about this a little later with with company hires. But Steve Bowden is now at American Pinball. So American Pinball this year, still trying to get out Hot Wheels at the beginning of the year because nobody had played them. I had a chance to borrow one. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun on the game. The game's built like a yeah. tank. It's an incredibly well-built game. But um, as of now, I mean, they're still technically producing like Oktoberfest and um, Houdini. I mean, they're still making some of their old games. But the big news was right at the beginning of Expo, they announced uh, Legends of Valhalla, um, which was a, initially a homebrew game, and American Pinball has picked it up, and they are producing. So Riot Pinball, I think, was the original people that made the game, and now American Pinball's making the game. Um, I don't know if they've shipped any to consumers yet. I know there are locations that have yep. them. There's a location and there's two in Wisconsin that I know of that that have one. Uh, there's one in Madison. There's there's one in De Pere, which is near Green Bay. Cool. And yeah, it's um. I had a chance to play one. Apparently, there was. They've since fixed a flipper issue. So my initial complaints were the flippers felt weak. Apparently, they fixed that. Um, I don't know. We've. Uh, Travis, you haven't had you. Did you play one? I had a chance to, and I skipped it because I yeah. kind of just forgot. It was down in free yeah. play. I yeah. ended up playing Godzilla instead, and then I saw Cactus Canyon and Squirrel. You know, I, <laughs> you got, you I went distracted. left instead of right. Yeah, sure. But I mean, I watched video on it, and I mean, it's 
So here's my thing with Legends of Valhalla. I'm not a huge fan of the theme in pinball. Yeah. If it was a movie, I would watch it all day long. With pinball, I'm just kind of like, you know, it's whatever. But the thing that I'm kind of worried about, because initially American Pinball was going to put this out with 300. They advertise oh, yeah. that there's 300 units, and that's the, the final number. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're like, oh, you know, it's 500. And I forget the reason that they gave. I think that they said that they meant to do that all the time, and many controversy, they whatever. They said yeah. that it sold out before half of the world had a real chance to buy one. So they yeah. wanted to think of the international buyers. Yeah. So, it was, it, yeah, it was something odd like that. But... Now here we are, it's mid-December, and now we're trying to wonder, you know, are these even in homes yet? And we just know that there's a few out in location, so it's kind of like all this hype, whatever hype was there initially, it's the same thing that we see over and over again to where it's just kind of come and gone, and now everybody's just kind of looking at each other like, is this out? Is it not out? Is it, is it shipped? And that's, I mean, that's kind of the weird thing when you don't have that many units that are going to go to the end consumer, yet you release it all so early and you can't get enough out in time. It's kind of like, you know, it just becomes off people's radar. And so that's my biggest worry for that game. And it makes me wonder how is American pinball going to approach that in 2022, if they're wanting to come out with more than one pen per year. Cause I remember David Fix said something about wanting to release at least what, two pens a year, possibly yeah. three. I forget exactly. I don't want to misquote, but I, I remember something about it being more than one. So I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out, and I'd kind of like to see them in the future announce these games, but have the games ready to go within a couple of weeks, because that's where Stern really capitalizes on. And if you don't have the manufacturing capability to do something like that, then to me, it's just like plan accordingly. Get your raw materials, your parts in that you can, get some games built, show it off, get it out to consumers, and build it up more that way. You know, that way you don't lose. You don't lose all that hype, because... I mean, here it is. Even Jack Danger streamed it, right? Yeah. And I didn't hear anybody talking about that afterwards. I got literally no messages from anybody talking about the game. And usually during any type of stream that Jack does as a debut, I get several messages from people. You know, and that includes spooky games, that includes stern games, whatever it could be. So that's kind of where I'm a little worried about. But... Again, at least with Bowden there and some other hires that they're doing, they got, what was it, Dennis Nordman that they got at the beginning of the year, I believe. So, I mean, they're probably going to get the ship going in the right direction. I think it's just kind of figuring out the kinks from here. I forgot about that, that the beginning of the year they hired Dennis and then Dave Fix is now, David Fix is now at American Pinball and he was on like every podcast and for I feel like a month or two straight, he was just podcast after podcast, just just shilling the heck out of American Pitbull, which he should. I mean, he's he's a he's a big guy yeah, there. He's got to pump him up. Yep. Yeah, and they hired um, I cannot think of her name, but it's a mechanical engineer. She did the she inter- she engineered the Doctor Who mech. Okay, yeah, yeah. They hired her, so they are. They hired Steve. I mean, the American Pinball is investing in their company with talent, and so. Um, I know they really have not done, I would say Legend of Valhalla is like 98% the exact same as when Riot Pinball was making it. They had to change the code to get it onto the American Pinball, like code frame, but they're not adding, they're not changing the rules. Steve Bowden isn't coming in and telling them to read they're, they, they are just making that game. 
So I'm very interested to see what's coming next. And technically, I mean, they said two pinball machines this year, so maybe they'll reveal one in the next, I don't know, 18 days, but um, probably not. And let's not forget, in the beginning of the year, they hired Dennis Nordman as well. Yes. Yes, they did. <laughs> Travis, Travis just He did not say that. Yes, he did. He said Steve. <laughs> we oh. said Steve, and then he said, it's all right. We're I'm going good. home. Bye. <laughs> but yes dennis nordman's there and i remember when dennis nordman came out he was he basically ripped beat, ripped a new one he's like i'm designing all these things i finally have a mechanical engineer so i don't we'll see i i would say to be honest I love tom graph by the way oh, this is why i do the podcast yeah. right here what planet are we on yeah <laughs> so um 2021 uh, yeah not a ton other than i think 20 2021 just felt kind of like a rebuilding year for american pinball and we'll see we'll see what comes well, out next didn't year. they they also got an art director i think at the beginning of the year too i remember vaguely something about i think it was in february yeah that, nobody really talked about remember. it though but i know that they hired a new art director also i think so that was yeah because they were getting they had a lot of criticism for their art packages yeah but, so um, they're trying they're getting the right pieces yes for what they need so it looks like they're preparing for something in the future. Now it's just a matter of getting, you got all the pieces. It's just a matter of putting it all together oh, and then getting the ship going. Don't forget they hired um, Dennis Norman at the, oh, yeah. at the beginning of the I, year. Yeah. I heard about that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So American Pinball, all good stuff there. Um, and then let's go to Haggis. Haggis. So we go from America to Australia. Haggis Pinball. Um, Haggis and Damien and the crew there. First off, Marty. Marty is now full time. Martin Roberts is now full time there, um, which is good for him. But I know Haggis probably every every one of these companies has been hit hard with COVID and manufacturing delays and parts delays. But I got to give it to Damien. Damien's done an amazing job with videos and showing the current state of the factory and the current state of what they are doing. And boy, does it seem like Australia has been hit hard. I think he's in Melbourne has really been locked down like so they are still i think they're just now wrapping up kilts um zach mini actually has one of the kilts they they air shipped one over to him um so i think they're finally wrapping that up but they're about to move on to their next game which is fathom which they announced i don't remember when they announced that like it was july, mid- july. so middle yep. of the year announced fathom and what how exactly did they do it they they basically are like we're rebuilding the game. It it looks amazing. There was going to be a there was like a classic edition, which is just a rebuilt version of the original game, and then they have this other the mermaid edition that um was more. It had all these other bells and whistles, but the big deal there was it has Fathom 2.0 code, which Martin has written. You just reminded me whenever you said that it's actually April. It came out. So it's been a lot longer than okay. July. Okay. So Halloween was in July and Fathom by Haggis was the end of April. So, so that's how been, long yeah, it's been. Quite yep. a long time. We still have not seen it streamed. We haven't seen an ounce of it being played. The Mermaid Edition, this 2.0 code is still a mystery. All we've seen is a few pictures. I think there was a video showing like this kind of reflective coding that they put on the outside of the, of the game. Um, but with that said, I don't, I don't think anybody's like worried about it. Like it's, it'll, we all trust Haggis. I think, I think we trust, and I, maybe that's due to their communication that they're showing what's going on 
they have somebody like Martin Roberts Robbins who we trust <laughs> is on board. Like, I don't know. I think I, I, it just seems like in general, the pinball cl- like hobby is not worried about Haggis um, actually producing these games. Yeah. Well, it's kind of one of those weird things too, because I remember when it was initially announced and this is where I got kind of got my dates crossed up here at the end of April, they ended up announcing, I think this is on Twip that July 1st, was when they were supposed to go into production and their initial plans were to have at least 50 per month. Yeah. So (laughs) we obviously have overshot that completely unless they were meaning July of 2022. I don't know, but I mean, that's kind of what I've noticed with a lot of the companies out there. I know American pinball did this too, when they were talking about having two games out this year, a lot of people just kind of underestimate it just the supply chain and just the the hangups that were going to come with this. And this one is just, I don't know. I mean, we missed it by several months, Uh, obviously. So I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried, but I'm not worried about their intentions on building it. What I'm more worried about is when are they going to get the parts in to put this all together? Assuming that they sold out of everything. They did. I remember they sold out. They They did not sell out nearly like you know, all these modern games, which are selling out, you know, like I think Godzilla LE was sold out before the game was even like officially revealed or mentioned. Um, But I do know, I think they had set like a a week or a month and they're like, this is how long you have to order these games. And they sold them all, um, which is great. Um, I don't know. Tom's any any thought on Haggis? Didn't they do Celts? They did do Kelts. They did do Kelts. <laughs> yep. And, and Dennis Nordman does not work at Haggis either. <laughs> hey, do you know American Pinball picked him up? Really? Yeah. Dennis yeah. Nordman? Yeah. Good on him. No yeah. shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Good for so, Dennis. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Haggis does. I'm excited to see what Haggis does for sure. Uh, another small company. Uh, this is I, this isn't well. P3. I know we've we, we've talked a lot about P3. Uh, and, my uh, my lawyer said I can't talk about P3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom got uh, a lot of hate mail. <laughs> um, I had a chance to play a P3 at Expo. Um, really, to talk about P3 in 2021, um, they have they have talked a lot. They have talked a lot about this next game. Tom, be professional here. Yeah, they've talked. They've Sorry. Talked, uh, I I don't know. I I don't What's know the when next they, game, Joel. Well, that's they have just said it's going to be a licensed game, and Scott uh-huh. Denise is doing the music. They've and yep. I don't know when they first mentioned that, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's been a lot of months about this waiting on this game waiting on this game obviously they've hit manufacturing delays but with that said i do know i bet this has to be p3's best selling year ever because because well, they came out with several things this year right well was, was heist this year heist was, was heist i think heist no la- heist was last year la- because it won best toy in in the yeah. pinball industry awards so okay. so what was this year then this year, I know they that have they have the new flipper. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Sorcerer's Apprentice is the only game they've released this year without Besides, Nick Cage. <laughs> yes, without Nick. <laughs> okay. There was um, another homebrew game. I forget what it was called. Oh, um, something falls, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ser- it's not Serenity Falls or something. Uh, something no, falls. no. But it's what is it? Uh, it's something, something like that. You're but gonna it, get hate gonna, mail, Travis. This is going to bug <laughs> me. No, I want to know what it is. Well, um, do your Google. Close your. 
close your VR porn browser and trying. Yeah. Trying. I'm getting all these pop ups. So so P three. P three, I, I do know they've sold a bunch this year. And I think a big part of that is just the overall demand of pinball machines. You can't buy anything. And so people are like, well, what can I buy? And the P three turnaround's only like three months or four months. So there's I know of a lot of people that have bought the P three. I know even within TPN, there's been a bunch of people that have bought the P three. Um, but actual releases, they did just announce a new heart, uh, a new mech for the flippers that are going to be stronger, more accurate. Silver um, Falls. Silver Falls. Yeah, That's we were right it. there. And Ranger in the Ruins. Oh, yeah. well, no, I, Ranger in the Ruins was yeah, last right? year. Last what? year. Yeah, because I remember Ranger in the Ruins had it. It was one of the games listed for that we could vote on last year. I, uh, but did you know that Dennis I Googled, Nordman? <laughs> I, Googled, I Googled P3. And I got portable protein packs that came up. So, oh, okay. Did those come out this year? They did. Oh, good. Oh, sweet. Okay. So yeah. they're diversifying. That's Jeez. nice. I'm so glad that your Googling skills, Tom, live up to. <laughs> You're welcome, else. Joel. <laughs> You're... <laughs> All so right. when does when does this next game come out? Though they Do haven't you, said. They haven't Expo, said anything. They said like... soon. They are trying to wrap up. I mean, and I don't know if my guess is, and maybe Jerry's being smart. Being, I think it's going to sell well. Whatever it is, I think it's going to sell well. So I would, I would hope that they're trying to get everything, all their ducks in a row, and get all the parts together. So they're not doing exactly what you're talking about with Legends of Valhalla of throwing the game out and then losing right. hype. I mean, I think they want to make sure because the P3 is such a, it is a smart system, and the fact that if if they know how many people own their system, let's say for easy math, it's a hundred. I, I'm, I don't know, is that low, high? I don't know, but let's say it's a hundred. The chance, uh, if they release a new playfield, there's a good chance 95 people are going to buy that playfield. Like, yeah, especially in well, today's market. So they need to have enough parts to make at least their current owner's worth. And they will probably sell systems based on yeah, this. That, this I new mean, well, that's the one thing P3 lacks, in my opinion, is that cornerstone game that is the platform seller. You know, because if we're going to look at a P3 pinball machine, yeah, like a console like an Xbox or a PlayStation, right? It's got to have that one game that pushes a lot of units out. It's got to have its Spider-Man like PlayStation has. It's got to have its Halo like Xbox has. I think that's what it's lacking right now. So it's possible that this next one that's coming out, if it's a licensed theme, Scott Denisi's on it. His music to me with the way that P3 games look like, that makes sense. Like from a synergistic, I can't even talk. A district. I can't even talk. Uh, there's it's no way go you well said together. that word right. I'm going I'm to say it. <laughs> Sin district. I don't. Is that a word? I don't know. Synergy. I can say that. Synergy. Go ahead. Going to have a lot of synergy. It's going to have a lot of synergy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. I I, I agree, and I I'll, that's all I can think of. I I don't know. With working with licensors, I know that's a problem, and things can be delayed. So I don't know what the delays are. I'm assuming it's parts related, and I hope that they're being smart because that would suck if they. What you're pointing to your mug? Why? Oh, I'm it's out empty. of green tea. That's why. Oh, okay. My mouth's all dry. Well. We'll just suffer through it. Um, <laughs> no, I. that's all I could think of. Because it would suck if I was a P3 owner and they just announced this amazing game. And they're like, I'm buying it. And they're like, eh, we only have enough to make like, you know, you're going to have to wait. I, I don't know. I would, we'll see. So we'll see on P3. But I, 
not a ton other than I think I think 2021 was a good year for them in sales. And I do think that the curiosity and exposure of the program is growing. Or the platform is growing. So I, I think they have motive or steam. I think they're 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 I don't know. I think they're doing well personally. They have but. synergy. That's what you're trying to say. No, synergy, mm-hmm. you can say that. It's whatever yeah. the other form of the word you're it's in trying to say. That's not there's no way <laughs> that's a word. Still can't say it. There's no <laughs> I wish Monica was say it. I don't even think it's a word. I don't know what you're it saying. It is a word. <laughs> I'm saying syndistric. I don't know. <laughs> it's, all, it's not getting better, man. <laughs> the word keeps it's changing. <laughs> it's not at all. I'm going to Google this right now. Uh, this, this is not be what, a word. This anyway, is not so what, what you else can we talk well, about? Well, one of us actually talk. Let's actually do a podcast while you learn how to speak the English language. Um, I'll, all try, right, to, so that was I'll P3, try to listen so. to you this time too, Joel. <laughs> oh, thanks, Tom. Oh, it's a word. <laughs> oh, it's a word. Yeah. Go ahead and so, say yeah, it. was right. It's not Fair. a word. It's not it's a, a word. word. But listen. Synergistic. You were so wrong. Wow. I was were, so off. It's so synergistic. Wrong. It's synergistic. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were so wrong. Oh, boy. 37 years. Yeah, I had yeah, no yeah. idea that's how that word's pronounced. <laughs> I feel like in our senior year oh, English. Man. There's an ER. Oh, in boy. This word. You were synergy, yeah. synergy. Okay, it makes so much sense. I'm happy. It's a for real you. world. Yeah, it's a. Real it's a real world. world. So back. <laughs> so back to pinball, everybody. All right. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, we have good. It, I think the three of us have really higher. good. I think. I think the three think of us Dennis have really good Norman's synergy. At American yeah. pinball, but I'm not sure. Hey, if, if the three of us, how many, how many companies has Dennis Norman been at? All of them uh, is the answer. All just of them. one this year, yeah. American Pinball. Right? Uh, well, the only he's pinball... never been at Spooky, has he? Uh, I, I mean, he's so. worked kind of with them. But anyways. What part of the podcast are we at in the notes right now? Uh, <laughs> Dennis okay, Norman's so Spooky Rumor. Here, we'll roll through. So <laughs> we, only have, we only have one more big one left, which is okay. uh, JJP. So JJP this said. year. Let's roll. Wow. JJP this year. GNR was released last year. They spent the entire year making GNR. Um, nothing new released. They've had a few code releases. The only big thing that they've released technically is Scorbit integration on all their games, um, which is cool. So now there's achievements built into JJP games. And they made two big hires. They hired Steve Ritchie. So we will see having Steve Ritchie on board is huge. I know him as a designer. He has a fan Play base. Play better, like, Joel. Exactly. So I, I'm excited to see what he does. I have no idea if we're going to see anything in 2022 that Steve Ritchie does. It may be another year after that. And then they hired, and I feel bad we didn't look up the guy's name, but it's Mark. Mark something. I'm uh, so sorry, but he, he's the designer of uh, Metroid Homebrew. So they picked up another designer. So they went from two designers to four designers. Um, so once Did again, Sidon? I, I just. Mark Sidon? That sure. sounds right. That sounds great. I, I know how to pronounce words, so I'm I think this is correct. <laughs> wonderful. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's, I don't know. Tom, do you have anything to add for JJP? Uh, well, I mean, I guess they they had some issues with play fields early on. Oh, yeah. I forgot so, about the negative side. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's yeah. what I'm here for, Joel. Hey, he uh, still has his I'm LE right behind him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dentist. right here. Yeah. 
Yeah, so see, you're he correct. Still has the game. A lot of play field discussion there. There's a lot of Mirko discussion. Um, you know, why are they still going with Mir- Mirko when, you know, Stern has, I haven't heard of a single play field complaint with Godzilla. I don't even know if I heard of a single play field complaint with Mando. Am I wrong on that? I mean, I think Stern has kind of figured it or started to improve or kind of figured that out, but yet GNR, there was... Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard anything really about Stern Playfields recently. I mean, I think we've all accepted, you know, the dimples and stuff like that, but... No, I just... The actual There's no ripple or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think that's... Tom, what are you messing with right now? Nothing. (laughs) Are you you sure? It's like a... It's something plastic. Yeah, I could hear it. It Everybody is something hear plastic. It. There's Did no way I actually can edit that go. Out. He probably didn't even actually go to the bathroom to use no the thing? bathroom. <laughs> he just stepped out of frame. Yeah, he probably I just, did. I just have a bottle. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. So I don't know any. Uh, I mean, there's JGB? really not much else to say yeah. because they didn't come out with anything. It's it's really weird because it's a company that released a game that got Game of the Year at the Twippies last year. Yep. Right. It earned that, and a lot of people love GNR, and then nothing in 2021. And I don't know if that was their intentions all along. I don't know if that's a result of supply chain issues. But either way, it's going to be odd that they're not going to be able to be back with anything for this year. So it's kind of like just an off year for yeah, them. They're, they're, they're they are not on the ballot. The Twippy ballot, there will be nothing JJP on the ballot. I don't know what the JJP fanboys will vote for. Or if they'll vote at all. There's nothing. They got nothing. They got nothing to yeah. vote on. Um, Which is, it's really odd. It, it really is just because it's, they moved. I mean, they obviously moved to Chicago mm-hmm. to increase their line a little bit. They re-released some Wonkas mm-hmm. this year or put out some more Wonkas. So obviously they're trying to fire up some of the line. They're trying to get people going. But yeah, obviously the, they're facing some hurdles there. That are still unknown to us, the general public. So I'm really curious to see how they approach that next year. True. So random here, real quick side tangent. Uh, JJP on their social media released, it was like a picture of a, I don't know, with a piece of paper with some writing on it. And people have said that that looks like the certificate that came in the Pirates of Caribbean. Um, They're Pirates of the Caribbean, like LE. So that's kind of the one thing that people are talking about right now. What, why would they release that picture? There's some, it said something like something's coming or it's insinuating something's coming. So the question is, what are your thoughts real quick? Do you actually think, do you think it's just the code being complete or do you think they might actually make more? I think it's just the code, but there could be a slim possibility that they make more. I think that, if they have the ability to, they need to just vault pirates I, and put it back yeah. out. It doesn't have to be a bunch. I yeah. guarantee you mm-hmm. if they put out 50 super CEs or something like that, I mean, it would, yeah, they'll sell it them would all. go. Yeah, they'll yeah. sell them all. Yep. yep. Why, it, why it, not? We all know that. Yeah. I mean, that's for well over a year at this point. If, if, at, if at any point, if JJP made that game again, they would all sell out. They could sell them pretty much at whatever price they wanted to and people are going to buy them. Um, well, With when did Pirates said, come out? Uh, it was at least two years ago. I want to say like 2018. Yeah. Was it the Maybe end of 2018? 19. It got revealed at Expo? Or was it 2019? Might it have did. been 19. I think it was 19 because 
did did Pirates get Game of the Year? Because it was like Pirates got Game of the Year, and then and then Avengers got Game of the Year. No, and I don't think GNR Pirates got did. Game of the Year. It was Jurassic Park. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just making stuff up. But um, I don't know if they made it. It would sell, and people would buy it. But I I know the I heard this on another podcast, and I I'm so sorry for not. I don't remember who exactly said it, but it was if they had availability, if they're done with GNR and the line was open then what are they waiting for? Why would, does it make sense to delay their next reveal to make a few pirates or do you just chug into the next reveal? I don't know. We'll, we'll see, but that's for next year. I mean, it's, it's not going to happen. I don't know. I would be, I'd be absolutely shocked if they didn't come out with more pirates. I mean, just judging where the market is currently because pirates was ahead of the market. It was selling for crazy prices before everything else started blowing up. I mean, you could see some of the prices gradually rising, but Pirates was that first game that really really broke through. Yeah, because it hardly sold anything out of the gate, and then it just exploded on third-party market. According to Pinside, uh, it was out in August of 2018. Mm, And Pinside is never wrong. So, So, But Travis is. Very, That's we've, correct. We've proven that. Um, so Very true. the reality is, if they announced Pirates was going back on the line in like the next week, if they announced that before Stern's next game came out, do you think would it would impact Stern's sales at all? No, no? it not at well, all. It depends how many. I would say it depends how many. Okay. If they announce, I mean. I don't know, like the Elvira 40th anniversary. I don't think that's impacted anything because they did, they're they no. only making a handful of them and the price is so high. The people that are going to buy those are going to buy whatever the next game is too, probably. I, I think if they release Pirates at a ridiculous price, it's not, I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll sell them, but it's not going to hurt Stern's business. No. Okay. No, they, there's no they way they're going to be able to like, do the volume. Maybe 12,000, 15,000. And they do a huge volume of them. Maybe then maybe it could put a small dent. Yeah, we'll see. We will have to see, and hope I don't. We'll know one way. We'll know soonish, hopefully, because I don't. They're teasing something, but so that's it for big manufacturers, uh, real small manufacturers, and we can fly through these real quick. Is it um, somebody Alien? Who is making Alien? Is it Pinball Brothers? Yes. Or so Alien. Pinball Brothers got those released a new. Ver- I mean, it's basically it's the same game, but they took out the the screen in the middle. Was it a wide body before, and now it's a standard body, or did they? No, no, it's mm. still it's something like like they I didn't remember. tweak I know. much. They, they took out the um, display in the middle. The of screen the play, in field. play field, yeah. yeah, that. But that's really and I the back it. box looks a little different. But I mean, overall, it's still pretty much the same game. It's just now actually being made. Um, so those are, you can order those. I, I think there's a delay on them, but they are, there are people that are getting those, um, which is neat. Um, I think, um, is it Dutch pinball? So it's, it's, um, they're the ones making big Lebowski. There are actually some big Lebowskis that are being made and Say delivered. What? But there's quite a delay on those two. No, I don't know of anything when it comes to the original buyers that got screwed. How they're, I don't know, not enough there. But they're they're still alive technically. That game is is being made. Um, home pin. Uh, I got nothing really to say. They're still alive. I think they move shops. Um, 
there's a new pinball manufacturer out of like France that's doing like a basketball pinball game. I don't. I think oh, that's the... Wii. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name. Yep. of the game. It's we're, something we're super hoops some or something. Titles yeah. here, but I, hey, it just releases for 2021. I think that's about it. I think that's about it. Um, Did uh, Pinball Adventures release anything? <laughs> no, 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 nope, not nope. yet. No Zach Still mini game don't. from Pinball Adventures yet. <laughs> no. So that's so to wrap that all up. That's all the that's whatever that's where everybody's at. The only real other thing to announce that is new that has been released is Stern's Insider Connected. Stern's Insider Connected. It's new. It's um. I mean, we kind of mentioned Scorbit has been out for a while, but Scorbit released achievements, so they've added achievements into um. I don't know what all, but mo- I know for sure all the JJP games now have achievements. Um, I don't know. We can, real quick, real quick thoughts on, you said earlier, Travis, you put, you said Led Zeppelin now has Insider Connected. Um, as an operator, what are your quick takes on Insider Connected? Um, I think it's, I haven't got to experience it yet from the operator standpoint because I'm still waiting on Stern to approve it. Because okay. apparently what I didn't realize was anytime you get your connect up and running, right? And you attach it to your profile, right? For location, then Stern has to approve it. Okay. Something like that. So I haven't got to experience that yet, but I do like the idea of it just from a standpoint of getting achievements from enticing people to play the games in different ways to, to maybe be able to run promotions and stuff like that. I guess there's still a lot of stuff that's not in there yet that Stern keeps talking about. So it's more or less I'm curious to see what it can do in the future. And I've only gotten a couple so far. And I don't know. I'm not going to have to really worry about getting a bunch yeah, for machines that have already been made. But I'm still curious to see what they do with it. And I want to see how this is going to be fleshed out over the coming months. Cool. Tom, do you um do you find yourself using it on your Godzilla? Yeah. Yeah, when it works. When it works. So it hasn't worked for you? Well, there's been a few times where I've tried to log on and the Insider Connect wasn't working. Now, they might just say oh, I had a okay. few days where, like, the server wasn't working or whatever. Like, I'd go into my game and I'm, uh, I'm connected, but yeah, for some reason it would it would like reject it. And then we tried it on location too, and we kind of had the same issues. And then the we went to the website and it was down, so we figured it was just that. Okay, but yeah. but other than that, uh, I'll say some negatives since Travis said a lot of positives. <laughs> One thing I don't like about it, which I hope they're going to change, is if I'm on a location, I I play a game, and uh, my name's still on there and you have to remember to take your name off. Cause if somebody walks right up to the game, puts coins in, they're playing as you. Yeah. So I don't like that. They should. Are you talking about the 22nd window? Yeah, it's to, like, yeah. 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 Or you can, can hold you, the button. You can hold the button to you speed can hold that the button, up. But yeah. Just, yeah. does a casual know to hold no, the button? They should absolutely either make it a standard thing where if it, it'll know if it's on location because you've logged it in as a location game. So it should, by default, automatically log you out after each play on location. Uh, it does not. It I should. Can, I'm, I'm saying they should make that change. Yeah. Because at home, I love it. I love the fact that when I'm streaming Godzilla, I can log in once and right. I don't have to log again the rest of the night. 
Right. But there should be a setting in the game, you know. Yeah. Like because I was at yeah. a I was at a tournament on Thursday, and you know I I got done playing. My next round started, and then I didn't realize it, but somebody walked up and started playing as me. Mm. So, you know, it was See, it was kind of comical, play. but yeah. I mean, at yeah. the same time, it's like, well, you know, it'd be nice if it just on a location game, like you said, just, you know, it automatically yeah, cleared it and you have that to... That should be an easy fix, right? Yeah. I mean, that should be... I might have to play devil's advocate on this, though. Oh, go ahead, it, Travis. Well, because <laughs> would it not drive you crazy, though, to have to pull out your phone after every single game if you know that you're staying at the game? That you couldn't just go ahead and just hit start for your replay? Does it drive... Would it Would it drive you nuts if some kid came up and started playing your... Well, and, what if and the setting... Did not but get any achievements? But you were like, oh my I'll God! The, <laughs> because I'll hit the buttons and make sure yeah. the timer goes out. But what if the Is setting that something was just, you're thinking uh, of while you're, you know, going to it, your it, next it game for your tournament? I don't think so. I don't log in it's during an tournaments. Ad- That's the difference. Tom, yeah. I'm there to win the tournament, not get achievements. Why don't they just have That's you... That's the difference. They have it automatically log out when you run out of credits. I mean, that would make... That way, if you put That's in a fair. bunch of credits, it keeps you on there. Because it's assuming you put in all the money, you're going to stay there until the money's gone. But once the listen, money's gone... So did you hear Joel, that, Joel? Travis just said it's not for tournament players. Oh, okay. So if you're in a so tournament, what I'm don't it's use not- it. If Travis likes it and you don't, then it's not for top 40 players. That's, That's right. Yeah. Okay. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. But why would you be fiddling with... Okay, so if you had... Let me ask you this, Tom. If you're at Indisc, you're in finals, and it's on yes. Godzilla. Yeah. Are you whipping out your phone in front of Raymond Davidson, Keith Elwin, and Eric Stone, and you're like, hold on, guys. We can't start our match yet. My Oh, Bloom. shit. The QR yeah. code's not reading. Guys, hang on. Wait, wait. So you're saying there's yeah. problems with the QR code reading? <laughs> no, I'm saying you'll mess it up. Yeah. No. Oh, no. So so you wouldn't use it in that form? Sure. Is there going to be... Why, why yeah. not? Then why yeah. have it on the fucking game? <laughs> for casuals. For people yeah. that want to buy it for home and location. I guarantee you half the casuals don't even know what the fuck that thing is. Now, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. One, you're correct. Oh, Two, wait, wait, wait! Everybody, what what time is this in the uh, in the a minute seven or an hour seventeen in? Okay, yes, I, yeah. yes we got on recording. Thank you. Yeah, yes. thanks for clapping right into the mic there, Tom. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> he's feisty tonight. He is. You rallied him so, up. Two, I think that right now the Insider Connect. It's kind of pointless for tournament players as of right now, but obviously in the future, they're going to add in stuff that's going to make sense to use it if we're talking about herb formats or to be able to integrate it into some type of tournament software. From the, That would be nice as well to keep track of match play and stuff like that. So I could see that happening in the future, but as of right now, I mean, what I would like to know is who played your... Who played under your name? Because it was Mike. Must Wein- have... It was Mike Weinberg. So Mike just really hurt you, didn't he? Yes. He really messed up your profile. Yes. Well, Mike, luckily, Mike, I'm giving you a thumbs up. You <laughs> can't see me right now, but I know you're listening. No. Good job, Mike. <laughs> but... He won the strikes tournament though the other night. So 
So he's a pretty good player, right? He didn't. didn't oh, he, yeah, he's he's a great he won the strikes player. Yeah. Did he like so get see, a? Did you get you an no, achievement that was? We're not it? talking about this anymore. Oh, okay. He we're probably not. did. Tom's oh. done. Wrap it up. That's oh. what he's. We're done. He probably. I bet Mike got like a lifetime <laughs> achievement or <laughs> yeah. something like that on no, location. No. And Tom walks yeah. up to his Ellie at home and he's like, "Son of a." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> but in reality, with with the Insider Connect. I don't think a, a, a casual player actually knows that that thing exists on the game. And a casual they're, player they're, yeah. can't even find the start button half the time. It so. is that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, I would say, and I think I mentioned this last, po- last podcast that I think if it's a total casual player that's just walking up the game by himself, chances of them reading it, signing up, waiting for the email, doing all that, not going to happen. But with that said, my brother-in-law, when he was over here, he saw me log into it. He asked what it was, and being that I am not a casual player, was able to instruct him what it was. I sold him on it pretty quick. Like I didn't even really have yeah, to. Yeah, but then again, that's, goes, oh, wanna, that's in yeah. your home environment. I'm talking about at yeah, you know, on location. Yeah. Um, the the only negative that I have heard with Insider Connect is it, they have changed the format of the display for all their games, and I think they've made it standard now that the four all four all four um, scores will be displayed at the bottom of a game at all times. And the reason that's frustrating is because there are people, there's a lot of people that play by themselves, right? One player at home. And so now you have your scores very small in the lower left. And then you have three zero 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 all the way across when like, I know on Deadpool, it used to just, it was nice and big. So I know on the Deadpool, the Deadpool, um, forum there are people that are like this is dumb because now my screen is you know my score is all the way in the corner but i i get it stern is just trying to standardize their displays and keep them it makes things a little easier but um that i mean i would i still think the positive way outweighs the negative and i and i think insider connect is only going to get better i want them to make it an app make a dedicated app for sure because logging in every time blows um but yeah i think i don't know I think that's about it for new things, right? So new releases, 2021, new things that came out. Anything that you guys think I missed? That we missed? No. no all right. I think that's pretty so good. So that was all the stuff that came out. So let's transition to the stuff that went away. So this is the um, Pour One Out Forum. Sad news. Right off the top of the bat, the one that probably hit and hurt the most, uh, Pinberg. Pinberg in 2021 officially announced that they are done. They sold off like everything. Um, yeah. Did either of you guys, you guys have both been to Pinberg, correct? Correct. Yeah. I have not correct. had a chance to, I did not have a chance to go. It's unfortunate because there, there was nothing but love for Pinberg. Um, nothing but love for Pinberg. And I think because Pinberg is not there, I think now there's a chance somebody else is going to win best tournament <laughs> for the Twippies because Pinberg won it every year. Um, so unfortunately Pinberg is gone and I know the museum of pinball is also gone. So those are two things that definitely um, have impacted the tournament players and the museum of pinball. The, the, the museum of pinball is now a weed man. You've, this distributor distillery i don't know something like that yeah selling the marijuana so (laughs) um, farming that weed yeah yeah i don't know sad stuff sad sad times all around um i don't know any thoughts on that um well with pinberg luckily i think that's been 
roughly a year ago now. So I've been able to kind of get over that. And then Yegpin up in uh, Canada is kind of doing something similar this July. So something's still coming up in the future. And with pinball, it'll bounce back to where they'll have some type of tournament or event in the future, I believe. But the Museum of Pinball going away, though, I think that that's a pretty big deal just because the odds of having that many games across the board in one location, the fact that you got yeah. to go play in a major pinball tournament also. And I mean, it was just, it was a fun time. I only got to do it once out there, but it was a lot of fun. And I, I was really disappointed to see that that wasn't going to come to fruition because what hurt even more about that is the fact that the museum of pinball was supposed to be moving to another place. So it looked like that they were even going to expand. It was going to make it easier in order to travel there. I know Tom, you and I, along with a few others, we're already making plans for here's where we'd stay at. This would make sense because there's an airport right there. There's the easiest way to share a car. I mean, you were able to figure out the logistics easily compared to the way it used to be. And then as soon as they pulled that rug out from under us and they're like, oh, this is no more. And yeah, so it's just kind of hurt. And then you saw the... um, the fallout of it when they did all the auctions or all the games. And then you just saw prices just skyrocket, you know, with the cryptocurrency guys jumping in there and just <laughs> buying everything in sight. I mean, it's insane. Those prices were absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. We can roll into that. Cause I wrote crazy auction prices. I know that was, um, who was it? It's something like captain's something. auction captains, yep. captions, captains, captains auction. auction. Yep. Yeah. They, they sold everything. And I know that was, it was almost like a spectacle, just something to watch because they, they had so many games that they sold. It's not like they were in pristine condition and it was almost just like, let's see what happens here. And every single game sold for thousands of dollars more than it's worth, um, in pin side or most collectors minds. But now all of a sudden those prices, have kind of set a standard of like, holy cow, it's, it kind of comes back to Travis, what you're saying. There's new people coming in the market all the time and it's a new game for them. So they're seeing back to the future, back to the future pinball. I love back to the future. And they're paying, what was it like $9,000 or something for a back to the future when that's like yeah, a $3,000 game. It was a weird thing too, because I remember there was an IGN article out about this just last month. They kind of flew under the radar. I don't know if any other podcasts even talked about it or not, but it's basically a guy named Jim Blasco. That's like a cryptocurrency guy. And apparently he bought 35 or 40 machines at the pinball museum, including, I think it was like, according to the article, an $8,000 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I think that they're talking about <laughs> Data the, East. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. So it's like when we talk about FU money, it also can be dumb money too sometimes <laughs> and in this case. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, just yeah. seeing where the prices went and seeing what what went for what, there was a lot of surprises there. I mean, even for instance, the Guardians of the Galaxy LE, I could have swore I saw that went for like 12 grand or something like that. And that was one of the worst LEs to come out in uh, recent memory. And the crazy, <clears throat> excuse me, the crazy part is that's not even the final price. I mean, yeah. no, that's yeah. the Taxes, hammer price. Taxes fees, and auction yeah. fees and shipping. Yeah. Yep. Ridiculous. So, yeah, back to the back to the future went for fourteen thousand dollars. Fourteen. Yeah. Yep. It's it's crazy. It is it. But I I we all were saying we're like we just hope that's an outlier. We hope that is you know just a unique event one off thing. And it was 
advertised. I think they said it was like advertised on Good Morning America. It was advertised in like the New York Times. I mean, there was a lot of promotion to get these outside eyes in on that oxygen aux, auction. Wow. Auction to actually see and bid on these games. Um, but I mean, it kind of segues into just pinball prices in general. The pinball prices, I think it's crazy at the beginning of COVID when the whole world is shutting down, I remember thinking like, I have thousands of dollars of, in these toys sitting in my, my, you know, it's a box of lights in my basement. You know, should I be worried about my job? Should I be worried about, you know, like, is it silly to have these? Is this the time to unload them? Are these toys going to be worth, you know, half of what they're worth right now? Like, I remember having all those thoughts. And here we are, fast forward a year and a half, two years, and it's the exact opposite. Everything has gone up, and it's gone up in a dramatic way um, to the point where all new machines are going. I mean, I don't know. We've talked a lot about pinball prices, but Tom, what do you think? I mean, you take go, take the lead here. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, that just sums it up right there, but... I mean, and I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon, unless there's some catastrophic event that, that causes uh, prices to go down like a recession or a depression. But I I don't see prices going anywhere yeah. but up. Yeah. And it's, it's, we've said this before. It's nice. I feel bad for the people getting into the hobby because at least the people that are currently in the hobby that currently have machines you have the ability to trade and you have like the value of your game has gone up. So you might be able to trade it for something similar without losing too much. I don't know. At least you feel like you have like the demand is so high though, that having a game is, is better than not. Like it's so hard to get a game. Travis has his finger in the air. He wants to say something. I would argue that the reason why prices are being pumped up is because of first time buyers. I would argue that. And here's a big reason why. What a lot of people don't realize when it comes to the pinball museum or museum of pinball auctions, right? There was a lot of reports of people, this being their first game they ever got. And the reason how those reports came out, people that are delivering the machines, they're finding out pretty much that these people didn't never had a pinball machine before. And so what happened was this, this particular auction got so much traction nationwide that it got so many eyeballs that now all of a sudden people are just buying, 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 Huh? you know? And so that's one thing to consider that when you get somebody new in the hobby, and this is what I alluded to earlier, one, they don't know the pricing in general. They only know the pricing as of today. And two, they only know the themes as of today. So a Metallica will be just as new as a Godzilla to them. If you're brand new and you're just seeing these pins for the first time. And when you know that you got to have it, you're going to shell out. You know, they're not thinking of, well, you know, Joe Blow thinks that the pinball machine prices should be like it was three or four years ago. You know, they don't care. They're not on Pinside. They're not on Tilt Forums. They're not on Facebook groups. They don't consume content. You know, they're they're people that are just now discovering pinball again. That's just like, I got to have this one machine. This is what speaks to me. And... I got some money in the bank. I'm willing to pay for it. You know, I, I, I think I truly believe that that's a big reason that we're seeing these prices push up higher, especially when we're looking at the third party markets. Good point. And it's here we here we go. We can we can feel bad for all the distributors out there because we <laughs> there's a huge demand and they don't even have anything to sell. Um, 
everything's sold out. So, um, supply you know, and demand. Yeah. T's and P's, thoughts and prayers for, you know, Zach and Nicole Mania flipping out for uh <laughs> not ha- not having anything to sell yep yes i feel so bad for all the feel companies that keep selling yeah. out of all their products just they over can't. and over again it's hard to must make be, money you know must be tough yeah <laughs> um nothing but love guys yeah uh, <laughs> yeah but I, I get it i it's it's a weird it's it, i don't know it's just odd and i know as a buyer you know i, I haven't really been in the market for a new pin but i now all of a sudden there's this um there's this weird like anxiety or pressure behind it because it's like new pins coming out. You either, I mean, there are people that day one put money in on Godzilla and they, they don't have them yet, you know, delays or Mando. It took months and months and months. So it's like, you feel like you almost have to make a decision before the game's revealed. Like, do I want to buy this game or almost immediately day one, day two, I, I need to buy this game now or it, or I may not get it in the first run. And if you don't get it in the first run, yeah. You're going to be, you know, Godzilla. I think they said like the next run of Godzilla Pros is like April or something. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. it is crazy the delay that you're going to be in. So all these people before had the idea of I'm never going to buy a pin unless I can play it. Well, that's not possible. I mean, unless you are planning on waiting a year and a half or two years to actually finally buy it. The used market, things go higher than they are brand new. It's so just. You know what that's going to end up doing, right? What? Well, because that's happening, that means that all the themes that are a little bit older, two to four years older, that Stern is still running, mm-hmm. their final runs are coming up. Yeah. And guess what? That's going to create a feeding frenzy. Like you better believe Beatles, the value of Beatles is going to go up. The value of Batman 66, yeah, it's going to absolutely skyrocket. I mean, they're coming up with their last premium run. And then when that's all said and done, I mean, these these are themes that really resonate with people. And when it's not going to be around anymore, no more new in boxes, you're going to see prices really start to go up. And I mean, we're seeing that too with some of the older games from Stern from the early 2000s, like Sopranos, prime example. You could get a Sopranos for $3,500, $4,000 about a year and a half ago. Now you'd be lucky. If you find one for under $7,000, you need to gobble it up ASAP because there's a lot of them are going for $7,000 plus now. It's a weird. If I was in a position to sell, I mean, Tom, you sold your your you sold your Medieval Madness and your TNA yep. when you posted them. How quickly did you get offers? Pretty much immediately. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. And you yeah. posted them high, right? Like, I think you posted them thinking, I don't know if I'll get this, but I'm going to post it at this, and yep. immediately. I mean, that's just. I don't know if I had a Stern Pro, if I had, let's say, Stranger Things, if I had a Stranger Things that I was like, eh, I think I'll sell it. I don't know if it makes sense to sell it now or wait until the new year when officially all the Stern prices are higher. I'm Either way, you're going to sell it. You're going to have no problem selling whatever you want, whatever you have. If you have a pinball machine, I don't think you're going to have problems selling it, period, unless it's an EM. <laughs> even e- those, even those are probably going to go. Yeah, even, even those EMs are probably going to go pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good. I mean, it's same thing with like the housing market. Same thing with the car market, right? I mean, right. Yeah. So, well, I think too. Moving on to the future, I think the last thing to go for a lot of people because people talk about the economy taking a downturn and then how will that affect pinball sales? But honestly, I think throughout this pandemic, more people have realized that they want entertainment at home. Like we've gotten used to on demand HBO max. Like if the movie is releasing in theater that day, we can set our happy asses on the couch and we can watch it with our family and it's 
just as fun, you know? And so something like this, I truly do believe that regardless of what happens with the economy in the future, I think a lot of people are taking the approach that they are wanting at home entertainment. And when you look at the target demographic for pinball for a luxury item, it is going to be older people. It is going to be people that are 50 plus. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I rarely see, you know, too many mid fifties to sixties coming into the pinball arcades and hanging out. I mean, they're around, but when we're talking about multimillionaires that are retired, they're still going to want to get games at home. Hmm. They're still uh, going to fill out. It's funny. I mean, it's going to happen that you mentioned that because there's a guy on Facebook that I subscribe to. He's, he's a local distributor and he, mm-hmm. he, he, he sells games, he repairs games and he also sells arcades and whatnot. And to be honest, the majority of, he takes a lot of pictures with people giving a thumbs up next to the game that they just bought. Uh, it's an older demographic. It is definitely an older dem- demographic of people buying these games. Not saying that like there are plenty of young people, but it's I think that maybe that's where you're seeing the growth, or that's the the growth you're talking about or demand. Um, but I don't. It's crazy. Um, I pinball price. I mean, this is this is uh, this is a ride we're stuck on, and we're gonna have to see where it goes. But um, do you I think don't... if manufacturing catches up, like? more product is put out that the prices will stagnate? I don't think there's any reason. If I was a pinball manufacturer, I don't think there's any reason to decrease the price of your games. Unless no. they no, stop. I don't unless, think decrease, yeah, that's not changing. but like a level off. The only well, thing I, think... I could see leveling off is the fact that like a Mando right now, you could sell a Mando used for more than a brand new Mando. But if it got yeah. to the, if man, if, if the games on the line caught up, same with Godzilla, you can sell your, any Godzilla used higher than a brand new one because nobody wants to wait. But if they caught yeah. up, maybe those would even out. Yeah. But is I, Sopranos well, think, still going to be $7,000? Uh, maybe. If they vaulted Sopranos, that sucker would sell. <laughs> it would sell a lot. I think the what scary is, part. What is of, with your Sopranos kick? No, it's not my kick. That's that's what everybody's been buying. I mean, so here's the thing to consider. I So I analyzed this and I was figuring this out. Why is this happening? Why is some titles that come out years ago, why do they end up getting popular at certain times and the price and the value goes up? And I think a large reason for that is, is when you look at where people's ages are at and when they're more apt to get disposable income, it's right around your late 30s, your early 40s. And when you look at the sweet spot of when some of these themes and some of these different different pins came out, it's some of us were younger then. I mean, when Sopranos came out, I think I might have been 19 or 20 when the pinball machine came out. And I'm in my late 30s now. So I watched the show completely start to finish. And now I'm like, oh, I'd like a Sopranos pinball machine because I binged watch it. You get to see it. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are rediscovering some of these themes that otherwise that they didn't know existed, they forgot about, they have a new appreciation for, and they have the disposable income for. And there's definitely metrics out there that you could see that some of these themes, they just get more popular over time. I mean, look at, so Deadpool, prime example of that. When it first came out, it's kind of like lukewarm. Yeah, it's cool. Artwork's cool and all this and that. But then everybody just, yeah, exactly. Everybody just fell (laughs) in love with it. And then it, became like unobtainium. You couldn't get one at all. And even now it's like, it's insanely difficult. And this is a pen that came out three years ago now, I believe. Yeah. When I look at my collection, I have a TNA. 
freaking love the game and there's still quite a demand for that when those go for sale they sell quick tom just sold one quick um my turtles turtles is the only game that i think i know i could sell it quick because you can sell any game quick right now but it doesn't have the demand that some other games have but deadpool i know um yeah i am glad i worked out a deal with zach at flipping out was able to sell my pro and get a premium from him that he got. I heard that he was getting one in, um, on trade. And I am very glad that I, I feel like I invested in a good pin because I know the demand for that's only going up and probably going, only going to continue to go up. So I don't, we've, yeah, we, what was it? We said we we're going to do five minutes per topic and, uh, yeah, well, I know pinball price. We've talked we've a lot well. about it. There's a lot of people well. that have talked about it, but, um, we, that, yeah, there's nothing going to change. Uh, just the the review of it over 2021 was they've gone up. <laughs> Everything is going up. Um, and it's great. Like, P3 hasn't really gone up. So now all of a sudden, P3 seems like a better deal. Or there's some of these other games that were that were sold. You know, like Halloween and, and Ultraman. Those were revealed before Godzilla. But now that Stern has set their new standard... It's kind of also opened the doors for whenever JJP releases their next game. JJP, their game is probably going to be way more than than Wonka. I mean, it's just, yeah, everything. Well, didn't Legends of Valhalla? Up. That's in the mid sevens, isn't it? Yeah, it was more American expensive Pinball? than. Um, well, no, they've. I don't think they've ever announced a price for. Didn't they say they were going to have a standard edition? And I don't think they ever announced it. I. They've only released the limited edition, which is sold out. I don't think they have released yet a price for the standard edition. I could be wrong. Oh, that's a company we haven't talked about. Uh, freaking Cactus Canyon, Chicago, <laughs> Chicago Gaming. <laughs> oh, released, that company. Yeah, released Cactus Canyon. Um, Cactus Canyon Remake came out right at Expo. Similar thing. Ellie's came out, sold out. I remember Zach uh, Mini was supposed to be at the flipping out booth. They released the game that day. He was literally in his hotel room the entire day, taking orders, sold out his entire allotment. They had the limited edition where had all the bells and whistles. Then they had a standard edition, sold a ton of those. And then it was like a week later, they said, hey, everybody wants the topper. So we're going to make the SE plus standard edition plus same price as the LE. But instead of all the bells and whistles, you get one whistle. You get just the topper. <laughs> and um, I know we've talked about this. There's a lot of podcasters and other media people have talked about this, the SC Plus and how ridiculous it is. Um, but yeah, uh, Travis, you have played, you both have played the remake, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I don't, I would say just anybody wants to wrap up 2001 uh, Chicago Gaming thoughts we'll start with tom and then we'll we'll let travis fill in all right tom tell us your 2001 chicago wow, 2021 god um it, it looks good game. on a show floor it's a good looking pin yes it yes. is a good looking pin um but, travis uh, you want to go off of that oh no go go ahead tom well oh, i was i was gonna tom's say it might might we might have to just consider it as a as a 2022 pin Oh, because it's not out. <laughs> they haven't shipped any. I, I, yeah, I haven't seen any. Good point. Um, Do you have one, Travis? N- no, no, <laughs> I, I missed out on the the SC with the topper. Sadly. So what? I wonder what Twippy's Twip. I wonder what they like. It, it was revealed. I told you, there's not like it's literally just going to be Godzilla versus Halloween versus uh, Ultraman versus Mando. That's and land. Verse, it'll be Led Zeppelin. 
So is that versus it? Sorcerer's Apprentice versus Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So that's the it. actual it'll be Led Zeppelin, Mando, Godzilla, Legends of Valhalla. I guess. Of, no, but right? it, yeah. it, unless unless they don't count. Ultraman. Well, Why no, would you because not count it, had, it? It's it on location right now. Yeah. yeah. So because yeah. because Gian uh, Cactus Canyon remake hasn't been shipped. I mean, it'll be a small. It's a. It's Are a small there none movie. out yeah. yet anywhere? Because uh, I'll be honest, I have I absolutely like zero idea. I have zero idea with what's going on with Cactus Canyon. Like I know I watched the the reveal mm-hmm. at Expo. That blew my mind. I just started to be even more confused watching that. And then I saw all of a sudden they're like, hey, all the LEs are sold out. And yeah. then I have a couple of distributors call me. They're like, oh, we haven't sold one LE yet. We haven't even announced it. I'm like, okay, so they're not sold out. So I'm even more confused. And then I see the SE with a topper announced all of a sudden. Plus. And then I see the topper wars start out with, SE you know, plus. everybody. Yeah, exactly. I see like the, the LE elitists like talking talking to the SE people and they're mad about the toppers. And I'm just over here like I, I'm so lost right now but i will say here's the one thing i did get wrong i thought cactus canyon would be a tough sell for a lot of people earlier this year at the beginning of this year and lo and behold it just instantly sold. everybody loved it <laughs> yeah it just and, sold. yeah yeah i mean the game itself i'll be honest like for me the game's boring mm-hmm. like the game is really boring to shoot the rule set's boring i hope that whatever Lyman and Josh are bringing out with the new rule set add-on, I hope that that's a lot of fun. I assume it will be, but just the game in general, it's just like even playing the LE, I played, literally I played a ball and a half. And then I just went over the Godzilla as soon as that was open. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like, I, I mean, it's a pretty game. I mean, it shoots yeah. well, but at the end of the day, it's the theme just doesn't speak to me at all. And You'll, I mean, if you're an above average player, you will chew this game up within a couple of days. Like you'll find the shots instantly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there was even a couple of people that said at Expo, the first time they ever played it, they were basically to the end of the game by three balls. And that's, I mean, that's what it is. All the shots are wide open. Nothing's dangerous. You have really no reason to go horizontal on purpose, at least at all. So, but it is what it is. Tom still bought one. So Tom, Tom, yeah, your thoughts. I mean, you bought one. You don't have yours yet. No, um, I, I bought it on the thought of you know, and it's it's kind of a risk, but you know, I love Lyman Sheets games. Oh, the new code. The new code. Yeah. I want okay. to experience the new code. That's why I bought Cactus Canyon. You Got didn't it, buy it for the topper. Yeah, there, the, there was the a gun little. Man that there was just a little looks like he's that. swimming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that topper's freaking cool, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, I but Lyman, yeah, yeah. Why? I want. I, I want to try that Lyman code. See what he does that game. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. And Josh too. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll can't, throw can't Josh forget in about. There. Yeah, can't forget about old Josh. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think that's it then for. Yeah. The only other things that I have on my list here was, um, uh, unfortunately, it falls into the ending category. Uh, there were a few podcasts that were really good that, that have ended, officially ended. Um, poor Man's, Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. I don't think it's officially ended, but one of the guys uh, left, so I know that changes or changed. Um, but they do uh, it, have the, the, 
the uh, tribe pinball. Yeah, the with tribe Tim multi-ball. and Rachel. Yeah, so they it's cool that the tribe is continuing. I met some of the guys at um at Expo. Very nice guys. R- but, Rachel um, is a woman. Well, yes. Yes. I'm glad. Thanks for pointing that out. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm glad that the tribe is continuing. I met some of them at, at Expo. And um, Speaking of continuing, you guys hear that uh, Dennis Nordman? Oh, is yeah. He was Pendle? hired. Yeah. I knew he was at, he, he was at, um, where was he at? Deep Root? But now he's somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Good for him that he can continue, uh, continue his career. Where, where do you oh, think he's going to go time. to in uh, 2023? Probably back to Stern to release Elvira <laughs> 45th anniversary. There All I know go. is Travis that will probably tell us, sense. and then Tom will bring it up again. So, um, <laughs> other podcasts that in what is it? Pinball Players Podcast. They they um, officially ended as well. So I don't. I, as somebody, I I'm new to media. I still think I'm new. I started whatever last May, but um, it's mm-hmm. fun. It's be, making a podcast is a lot of fun. It is a lot of work. But um, I feel bad for the guys. I understand the burnout or I understand why they would leave. But um, as somebody who enjoys consuming that that media, I it sucks. It always sucks when, when good shows stop. Um, what was one of the bigger ones that ended but kind of sort of oh, came back? What is Super Awesome Pinball Show yes. technically ended this year. I think it was early this year, but yet they've still had a few episodes. So it's not consistent. But um, yeah, I would say it has been interesting that there was i feel like with covid there was just an abundance of podcasts like there were so many out consistently and then now that things are opening back up and people are playing again um the reality is a lot of the content is is a lot more infrequent or it's a lot they're just not happening um so uh yeah i don't know what to say about that i'm glad I'm glad the three of us are chugging along. It's good. I know my personal oh, yeah. podcast is... <laughs> 11 episodes. We're crushing <laughs> yeah. it right now. Yeah. But, my uh, gosh. But 11. Yeah. That's like one more than 10, Tom. Well, the reality <laughs> is the reason our podcast has continued is is truly because of uh, you know the number one segment in pinball, which is Tom Talks. So we're just going to roll right into Tom Talks. Tom Talks. He's got something to say. Tom Talks. He's got nothing to say. Tom Talks. Tom All right, Tom. Um, I don't have a prompt. Do you have a prompt, Travis? He always has a I prompt. I always have a always prompt. Always has a prompt. Okay. That's... I always have a prompt for, Chom- for Tom. For Tron? For Tom. God. Tom. It's three letters, <sighs> Travis. Tom. Tom. Yeah. Okay. Go Thomas. for it. Oh, I don't have one today. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay. Hey, let's give him. Let's try something new. Tom, this yes. is your time to shine. 2021 wrap it up or if there's anything we haven't mentioned anything at all go ahead tom the floor is yours just tell everybody how thankful you are <sighs> yeah for and, joel and, and i click no, that pin the entire no. time you do it yeah. i'm just gonna say 2021 it was way better than 2020 all right and that was tom talks tom talks he had something to say tom talks he had nothing to say tom talks All right, that was Tom Talks. Um, solid. The last gold. one of the year. Solid. The gold. Last one of the year. Well, I don't know. We may have an episode. If it all depends on when this next game comes out, it's probably a game that Tom's going to be really into, and he's going to want to tell us all about it. Oh my uh, god! Right, the, I will never stop one. talking about Rush. 
If it what doesn't... if I told you Rush is not coming out, Tom? I would, I would be pissed. What if I told you it's been delayed, Tom? That would be okay. What if I told you happens. Stern lost the license <laughs> and Deep Root bought it? Uh, oh, they can't buy anything at this point. Yeah. Or you'd be shocked. I, I, He'll probably, I, Robert could figure out how to buy everything, I, I think, apparently. Point. I would cry. All right. Well, um, I think that's it. I think that's it for our 2021 review. If there's anything that we forgot, feel free to email us at tripledrain at gmail.com. I will say we did receive a lot of email. We multiple emails about our music discussion. I know a few other podcasts mentioned our music discussion. Apparently that was a hit. Um, that was all Tom's idea. Tom is bowing to himself. Well done, Tom. Uh, it was a good conversation and, uh, we should definitely bring up some of those. Um, there were a few, yeah, a few people had some ideas of what do you think about this? What we, so Travis we'll bring is playing with up. his pickle right now. He has like a dog toy pickle that he's playing with, which is, yeah, good for hey, you, man. Deal with it. It says deal with it. Put, yeah, that's put not Travis saying down, deal. Travis. That's not Travis saying deal incorrectly. That's the joke. Deal with it. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. Um, one thing that was cool was uh, one of the guys that emailed us was from Belgium. So I think it's pretty neat that I just, it always surprises me that people listen to this, the, the three of us idiots talk for around the world. Pretty cool. And, and there were other Rush fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah all there's six dozens of them. Of yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's it. Uh, anything else out of you two? I got nothing to plug. Just safe holidays to everybody. Safe, happy new year if we don't see you before then or talk to you before then. Tom, I hope you get your rush. And Joel, I got nothing. That's for fine. You, Joel. Yep. But, yep. yep. Uh, Joel Engelbert, just another pinball podcast, just another pinball stream. I haven't done a podcast in a while. Uh, hopefully soon. Uh, stream is typically every Wednesday. I haven't done that in a few weeks because the basement's almost done. Carpet is going in like in a week. So hopefully I'll get back to my normal schedule soon. But the flipping out stream every other Thursday. So check me out there. Um, that's it for me. And, uh, Travis, you forgot to plug this podcast, the triple drain podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes. You guys, please, yeah. please listen to triple drain podcast, <laughs> the best pinball podcast out there uh, on TPN with three hosts that shows up every two weeks. hundred two, percent. Two and a half. Two and a half. I don't want to know Which who the one? half host is. Two and a half I'm host the half. Oh, Tom, okay. Tom, don't cut yourself Tom, short. You're like Tom, the two, don't do Tom. That, Tom. Yeah. Uh, everybody's like, hey, you know, whenever they see me at events or tournaments, yeah. they're like, hey, you're the guy that knows Tom, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. do. What, no, what it's about Neil's it? Like, dad. Huh? Yeah, they say, hey, you know Tom. Do you know where he is so we can find Neil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no joke. So at, at one of the events, somebody came up to me and they were like, hey. And I said, yeah, hey, how you doing? And they said, I love you guys on the podcast, but you know what's the best on there? And I'm like, uh, what? He said, Tom Talks. That guy <laughs> needs his own podcast. Just Tom Talks podcast. And I looked right at him, and I turned around, and I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Totally made up. Well, yeah. Uh, it's true, except for the walking away part. I just, I you just, just said good. stared I'm at them. I know yeah. the listeners listening right now. I, I forget mm. their name, but I appreciate you for listening and making it through to the end of the episode to Tom Talks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and if anybody uh, if anybody needs a last minute uh, Christmas idea, Silverball Swag, feel free to get a uh, Triple Drain merch. Uh, Tom, feel free to plug. Uh, we didn't give you a chance to plug. Plug away. Yes. Plug, plug, plug. I'm part of this podcast. You can uh, email us at 
triple triple drink at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, also Fox City's Pinball. Perfect. Well done. Uh, so, yeah, 2021, maybe we'll get another one in before the end of the year. Otherwise, 2022, we'll have to see what um, what happens yeah. then, and maybe we'll finally figure out where uh, Dennis Norman <laughs> ends up. So, uh, yeah, should be good. Um, that would be the best plug in the history of Pinball Podcast. Thank you very much. He just, he just says, I'm a part of this podcast. That's his, Yeah, let's plug away. Tom, your turn. I'm a part of this. Good. Nobody Thank ever you. says yeah. they're a part of the podcast. Well, that's not obvious, but thanks for pointing it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So until next time, uh, Travely, ho- Travis, Travis, hopefully, that's what, Travely, Travis, Travely. hopefully or, you can uh, learn like some new Dalton words. Dalton calls me, was it Tervis? Tervis Murphy Tervis, or something? Yeah. 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 Thank you, Dalton, for that. And, All right. Well, and um, always do a tap pass. Tap pass. Yep. Dalton's there. The you go. Um, All right, Tom. Yeah, Tom. Close this out. Yourself? You got the last words. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs>